Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, a bit of context for the list then. So it's, it's, it's a game changes list from the last 30 years because Runner's World's turning 30. Whoa. Yeah. So we've been checking out some 1993 covers, and there are some amazing shots on there. Genuinely fantastic. Some of the shoes are, are, yeah. my, are ultimately my favourite thing I've ever seen. Just very, very large, yeah. Very large. I realise that the early 90s kind of looks like the 80s. Yeah. Like it, I expected it to look more... Futuristic. Modern. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Paula covers, the major Paula Radcliffe cover. Oh, yeah. The cover lines were the most interesting. Oh, oh my God. What was it? Was it how, how much sex is too much sex? Yeah. How much is too much? Yeah. Answered on page 22. <laughs> Tune in for more. We'll tell you that next week. I think it's conclusive proof that journalism has gone downhill. <laughs> yeah. 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 nowhere near as exciting. Now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, in the 30th anniversary issue, we're going to do a larger list of, of game changes, but we were like, if we just do 12, mm. four of us here, pick your top three, um, and we can talk through them. Yeah. Obviously, anyone listening who's got their own ideas about game changes, please let us know. Podcast at runnersworld.co.uk. Oh, nice. Tell well us we're done. wrong. Good, good little, well done. Segway. Great segue. Uh, um, so, in, in magazine, the, the list is 30. For some yes. reason. But, um, so, 30 years and 30 game changes. We're not going to go through all 30 now because it would take forever. Yeah. So we've all chosen a few to highlight. Exactly. And this doesn't, this is just to make sure everyone understands, this isn't the definitive list. This is just we've picked a few. Yeah. And that's like where we're going to get complaints. Like, you're always going to get complaints. Well, people yeah. are bound to disagree. But and we, we probably yeah. missed very important people. Yeah. Yeah. But we have thought about it a, a bit. So hopefully we haven't. Yeah. I was looking for, and I think the world's fastest marathoner hasn't made the list, which is somewhat controversial. Because <laughs> he has, he, he's, he's pushed things along fairly, you know. Yeah, that's true. In, in a major oh, way. God, but anyway. Should, yeah. When does this go to print? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, why don't one of us not start? We're always talking on this podcast, aren't we? It's true. We kind of have to, otherwise it wouldn't exist. But (laughs) let's... Jen. I knew you were going to pick me. Always. So, shall I... I'll give you one of mine then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so my first one is Josh Clark, who um, founded the Couch to 5K app. Um, And his story is really interesting because he's actually not a PT or a sports scientist. He's a UX designer. Um, but he basically had a really bad breakup in the 1990s, took up running, uh, found it really hard and said it was painful and punishing. Um, 
I think that was part of him going through this kind of breakup thing. Um, and he was like, then he started really enjoying it, wrote a plan for his mum because he wanted to get her into running and kind of just share his passion for running with people. And that is what now is the Couch to 5K plan. It's massive as well, isn't it? Like the amount of people that have gone through it. Yeah, he, he doesn't know exactly how many people have downloaded it, but he estimates like tens of millions of people and it's now endorsed by the NHS. Um, yeah. So it basically follows the kind of walk-run method of like, you know, you run for... 60 seconds you walk for 90 seconds and then he said afterwards he just did some research and he was like oh it turns out there was science to it <laughs> um, yeah he, he, he didn't really understand that before it was just he said it was just fortunate luck yeah. um, that's how I started running with the hot dog to 5k really? yeah. it's amazing most people when they have a bad breakup like just get a bad haircut yeah. and he kind of revolutionised millions of people's lives yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. better isn't it yeah. some people yeah. really yeah. find out what the best flavour of ice cream is <laughs> he, he really went the other way yeah. it's really interesting that what you say because a few other people that we talk about on the list they're not directly from running so he's he the way the reason why that was successful is because if, he, if he's from a ux point of view he's got like apps in his head and he knows about how people might engage with something and he's got user experience and that's like front and center of how his brain has yeah. put it together so I, you've got other people on the list as well where it's not it's not like we've got people obviously who are just runners doing running or people mm. involved in running who have changed it yeah. but it's the outside influence which it's, is always yeah, it's interesting actually yeah. i think it was like the early 2000s um, where when the plan came out and it was when the World Wide Web was gaining traction. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'll never catch on. <laughs> he could sort of cleverly like put it in certain forums and like on social media when it was all taken off. So I think it was a kind of element of luck of that's when the internet was yeah. booming. Um, but yeah, there was a bit of that, like his background, yeah. I assume. Good inclusion, that, Jen. Yeah, like that. Thanks. Yeah, really good. As you say, like it's changed. Or well, certainly, probably alongside something called parkrun it's probably uh, oh, got, look, got people look, yeah. going oh, a what a great segue because oh. I think that Paul Sinton Hewitt has to be on this list because parkrun's the biggest thing that's happened to recreational exercise in the last 30 years I think yeah. maybe I'm saying that as a runner but I think that's right I think that's actually objectively mm. true um, yeah. started really small at Bushy Park there were 13 people when Parkrun started back in 2004 most of them were, were Sinton Hewitt's friends I think but it's now like a global phenomenon as we know mm. He's won a CBE, uh, CBE for services to grass, uh, grassroots sports participation. And I think when you're thinking about someone who has brought running to the masses, his name has to be very, very high on the list. Like, we've all done park run. I in, haven't. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, protest. No. Big wow. wow. No, not a protest. <laughs> it's just, just don't like... Com- just don't like getting up on a Saturday morning. Yeah, exactly. I just can't <laughs> bring myself to be that that, that time dependent. Yeah, yeah but it's, yeah. it's, it's like... It's, Everyone but it's, me. It's ubiquitous now, isn't it? Like, all, yeah. like almost every major park's got a park run. And I think it's hard to to overestimate that. Oh, it's... And yeah. it's not just running. I mean, it's kind of bigger yeah. than that, isn't it? Because it's not just that it's introduced an awful lot of people to running, which is great in itself. But it's, I mean, you think about the health implications. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it must have saved the NHS mm. millions yeah. and millions yeah, of pounds. Yeah, yeah. Mm. If you could put a figure on that, it would be just mind-blowing. Yeah, and it's prescribed now, isn't it, by certain Yeah, diseases. certain doctors yeah. can do it, yeah. yeah. Not just for, like, exercise, but, uh, you know, anxiety and mental health things and yeah. also just, like, for, for loneliness. Yeah, yeah, the community yeah, benefit yeah. of seeing your mates on a Saturday morning. Making friends, to yeah. yeah. 100%. The community side and the movement, not necessarily running, but people yeah. go and walk it and absolutely yeah. just yeah. having um, that, like dedicated time every week mm. go and do a walk see some people like that's 
that's the really yeah. important bit of it, isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. that's that's why it's so important. But yeah, I think that's a good one. Thanks no, no contesting that one. Yeah, I think that I think that's he's got to be on the list, isn't he? He's yeah. got to be on the list. Yeah. We can all contest these, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna, like, yeah. terrible shout. <laughs> what that guy? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Kate. Well, I mean, if you're going to contest one, there's, I mean, you probably never heard of him, but there was this guy called Usain Bolt. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. You might have met, you know, if you were really into athletics, you might have come across him. Um, yeah, I mean, undeniably the biggest um, personality, the biggest figure in, in athletics for a generation. Um, and I think the sport's still kind of struggling with the, the gap that he's left yeah. since his retirement. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, you know, ridiculous levels of achievement. And he did it all with this kind of, I mean, it's all the kind of mythology, really, isn't it? This kind of idea that he barely put in any effort. He yeah, coasted yeah, yeah. across the line. He ate nothing but chicken oh, he was always He was always <laughs> slowing down just at the end because yeah. he was done. He was winning anyway. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's all obviously nonsense. So, ideally, he was just like, oh, he just turned up and ran. He trained really hard. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of hours in the gym every day or you know, doing everything yeah. he was, you know. But he did have this, you know, just this phenomenal talent. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, it's, he's one of these kind of outliers that totally. you just have to celebrate. Yeah. yeah. You're right, and it had this kind of outsized personality, didn't it? Yeah. That made sprinting and running cool. Cool, think, yeah. Yeah, almost like a kind of footballer oh, kind of. But yeah. that's why my point would be it, he was way beyond the sport in terms yeah. of popularity and mm. celebrity and, and, and importance. Like, and he, he was he's a messy. He's like that kind of level of like revered yeah, yeah, totally. sport personality mm. can go off and whatever career he was doing next, everyone yeah. would be like, yeah, great. I'm a musician well, it's, now. It's football. It's, it's, yeah. 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 It's, it's actually ironic. great to see him play because he's actually not brilliant. It's like, yeah. oh, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. 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 But ironically, despite being phenomenally successful, he probably still earned in his entire career about what Messi earns in a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably yeah. true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, he's a, definitely, and a personality. He, he definitely sort of changed or bought, maybe bought athletics more into like, the limelight, um, yeah, and the, yeah. M- but m- perhaps like modern era as well of like celebrity. Yeah, like did he, you watch the film? Did anyone watch the Usain Bolt film? It came out about no. seven years ago, I think. I think I did at right. the time. Yeah, I don't remember much about it. It was quite. It was good. You got a bit of an insight into like who, who he is as a man, basically. Right. But very much yeah. what you're saying, like he trained really hard. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, wasn't yeah. just sort of rocking up and being like, oh, "Turns out I can run yeah. nine five six. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um. Right, Ben. Right. So, G. So, I'm just going to talk about two people, and they are the co-founders of Strava. Okay. And this is Mark Ganey and Michael Horvath. Horvath? Maybe. Um, (laughs) Now, these two were basically big business, right? They they had, like, huge credentials in, like, setting up businesses and were, like, making loads of money. And so, big business met fitness. Love that. You right? Um, and they were sort of, I think, rowers, and they basically sort of worked on an app that was gonna, I don't know, log things together and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, Strava for rowing originally. I think they were both okay. rowing, yeah. and then wow. Strava, yeah, a- arrived. And I don't think useless for rowing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> terrible now. And not even on there. No, yeah. what big, what big failure it's been, right? Yeah. But I, I can't think of a, a platform that has transformed mm. engagement with sport and in general but particularly running mm. like Strava has and in terms of uh, people getting into it like disciples of Strava like if it's not on Strava it doesn't count like that's like yeah, that's a, a mindset yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a life yeah. principle when it comes to sport like there's 
all of these sorts of stuff and, and, and just it transcends sort of what everyone, Strava art, segments, every, there's like so many aspects to Strava yeah, yeah. and stuff. Mm. And then the way that people have then share their sport, interact with each other as a community on one platform, give each other kudos. You know, mm. the simple act of doing that yeah. has, like, you know, and obviously everyone uses it maybe as a training diary or as a, you know, the sort of traditional elements yeah. of running, norm, sort of normal running stuff. But just this huge and also in the era of big data yeah Strava is absolutely at the forefront yeah. of how big data and running yeah and all those sorts of you know mm. there's it's it's definitely like a sort of game changing yeah, yeah. yeah. what those guys did so it's good to be nosy as well or what everybody else is doing <laughs> yeah. like people say they're not training for something and you're like hmm now I so when I said earlier we could contest these things and this is my one I'm not contesting the significance of it but I think that everyone that's been mentioned so far there's probably hard to put a negative on it now I'm going yeah, to suggest okay. yeah, that yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to suggest that Strava actually has that potential. Has a potential as a negative for the sport. For that point of like compare, comparing yourself yeah. to other people. So I think yeah. it's, it has absolutely opened up. And it's, this is all on an individual basis, so it's very hard to blame Strava for this. But because people could just leave if they don't want to. Exactly. Be on it don't be but, on it. Yeah. Exactly that. But at the same time, it's very much like the platform for overtraining yeah comparison competitive yeah. when you don't da, 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 to be mm. and, yeah. flagging everyone's efforts because you don't like it you know like yeah. there's a whole underside of it and then yeah. you can kind of tie into people calling out cheating and using the data from these platforms other yeah tracking platforms obviously too but like oh well i'm gonna find that person who look at their splits and da 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 da, da, da. and so there is i'm gonna say like there's a, negative potential well it's a social in it, yeah. it's essentially a social media platform yeah, app yeah. isn't it and all social media as we know has because people are terrible and, <laughs> yes exactly yeah that's not stra- it's not strapper it's people yeah yeah but that's <laughs> it but, cancel people um but yeah i think that on the whole obviously yeah. it's, it's done massive amounts to get people running who probably wouldn't have yeah. run mm, and encourage people it's particularly like in lockdowns or yeah those yeah. little mini challenges that uh, I mean certainly me and my mate, local mates when mm. you couldn't run with anybody else yeah. we'd all go not all go at the same time obviously but like we'd find a segment or something and everyone at various points would go and have a go at it oh, that's good. Um, yeah. so you had a bit of a kind of internal competition a set where, where there were no races there was something you could do yeah yeah you know. Yeah. Um, do you think it's a running first program? Because you know, when it started, I feel like Strava was probably more cycling. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And, and they targeted. Sort of take, mm. take they it, yeah. actively went after running. Yeah, like as a you know as a as a because as, as a platform, they obviously have to they initially with segments and cycling and stuff and running functions in a different way. Mm. You don't mm. want to be like you know chasing a segment in running is harder if it's a public space, whereas the road is different on bikes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So they had to sort of certainly rethink what they were doing, but. I would say it's probably, I don't know, I haven't got the numbers, but they certainly maybe even more running than yeah, cycling. I get that sense, yeah. In 2022, from its inception, it had over 7 billion activities recorded on it. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Wow. It's a number of people on the planet, isn't it? <laughs> 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 so, I mean, there's a lot of data. There's a lot of data. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, quite yeah. like Strava for when we do our group runs at lunch comparing my heart rate afterwards to all of your heart rate <laughs> and I mean like actually that explains why I was finding it so hard so yeah, yeah. it explains quite a lot yeah <laughs> yeah true if you're looking for sort of insight into performance 
on a very sort of like me versus you level. Yeah. Not in a sort of detrimental to your own health way, but in a sort of just intrigued about fitness way. Yeah. yeah. Never before has anyone been able to like yeah, yeah. peek in and just look at a group of people. If you yeah. do a race and you look at who you ran with, you don't know them, but if you've yeah. got all your options, flybys or whatever open, you can go, mm, that person, mm, that, that yeah. one there. Yeah. Okay. But you're a huge on strong. Yeah. You're like, a, you're a face. <laughs> yeah, the amount of kudoses you get after like easy runs. I'm like, I get mocked from that yeah. by my friends. Yeah, yeah. thirty minute easy run. Yeah, no, I mean, like, my, my, I, one of my, my my mates will literally every time someone like I get kudos for like jog to the. I mean, I'm Strava like or or numbers obsessive in that I have to track everything, and that is yeah. for me. I don't. Yeah. anyone else should or would care but it means if I jog to the gym which is like I don't know under a mile that counts yeah. I mean it's it for me that's to stop myself overtraining because uh, otherwise I could just incrementally add all these things on but then I get kudos for like 85 people will go like yay you jogged to the gym <laughs> yeah. and my friends are like oh for god's sake people yeah. <laughs> also the, the, you know, that. I want to take them away I like the um how the naming of a run is now so tied in with the percep- with your perception. Yeah. Mega you- slow, uh, uh, <laughs> with zone, zone super one, easy, yeah. super easy, just to stick with <laughs> yeah. Oh, not my day today, is the okay. classic, like, you Hung know. over yeah. 5K. Yeah. Yeah. But then you look at the heart rate and you know they're lying. Yeah. Yeah. But I, love, I love the heart rate stuff. Like, Jen's like an absolute <laughs> expert, like... Yeah, it's got resting heart rate of around us. Mm. But have you not? Because I, I confess to doing this, I have thought about what I'm going to call a run on the Strava while I'm doing the run. <laughs> really... Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but we need to move on from Strava. We've, yeah. dallied, yeah. we've dallied too long. Yeah. Um, Jen, you're up again. Okay. So my um, second person is Sabrina Pace Humphreys, um, mm. who is an ultra runner and the co-founder of Black Trail Runners. Um, which is a community and campaigning group which is focused on making trail running accessible to a more diverse cross-section of people. Um, So Sabrina grew up in uh, the Cotswolds, uh, where in the countryside at a really uh, rural kind of market town where she just basically didn't see any other black people and she was just made to feel like an outsider um, and she experienced racism and she's written a book all about that called um, Black Sheep and it kind of documents her experiences of rural racism Um, and kind of off the back of that she was inspired to set up Black Trail Runners in 2020 during Covid um, which is all about tackling trail running's lack of diversity and kind of breaking down those barriers to participation and yeah her work's amazing and they've um, the Black Trail Runners have just um, organised this amazing trail race um, called Black to the Trails which was a massive success and um yeah, we had David Smith down there, one of our contributors, yeah, yeah. and he said it, the atmosphere was incredible. And I think, yeah, the numbers, I think it was 70% entries um, from my, black and minority, minority minority ethnic people. I'll say that again. So, the, yeah, the entries were 70% um, from black and minority ethnic people um, compared to, I think they did a survey and the UK average of trial races was 0.7%. So it's wow. amazing what that's yeah, done for yeah, inclusion. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, agreed. She's a real like force for good and like real force of nature, Sabrina. I think she's got like a real sense of mission and knows how to make stuff happen. So Yeah, yeah. and a great podcast guest. Well, it's a really good podcast guest, yeah. She's also oh. an amazing ultra runner as well. I think she's just done the um, Beyond the Ultimate Highland Ultra, which is a 125k race. Oh, yeah. Um, I think she's... She's done 100 mile, I think, along the Cotswold Way. The Cotswold Way, way. yeah. yeah. Summer um, Spine? Yeah, and, and I th- uh, maybe, maybe 
maybe she's done the marathon de Saab, you know oh yeah she has yeah i was reading about that yeah. earlier and she's really big into the kind of the benefits of trail running for mental health yeah. and it's kind of healing properties and and that's what she kind of wants to make accessible to everybody not just kind of not not go and tell everyone to just go and run really far yeah but like get out and get out green spaces yeah beneficial yeah really good um okay i'll go with uh let me go with a little-known um, trail runner called Killing Jeune. Um, he is the, he's the mountain goat, isn't he, in every sense. He's like, he is actually the Elie Kipchoge of uphill running, I think. I'm not sure he should be on this list because I'm not sure he's entirely human. I yeah, think he's like, yeah. you know, 30 best mountain goats in history yeah. or something. Yeah, I think, and I think he almost does walk a higher path in people's yeah. imaginations. He's kind of like, he's just, the things he can do, obviously he's won like the UTMB four times and he was the first person to go under 20 hours which mm. is a big deal for you i mean it's to put that in perspective i think as a hike it takes fit people about a week to do the utmb um and it took him 20 hours so it's quite he's, quick he's run up everest twice in one week I yeah. that's that's yeah. the thing that always and i think, think that's it ben like it's not it, like he almost kind of not transcended competitive trail running but he he won everything and he mm. won it quite early as well he yeah. even won the western states um won the utmb when he was 21 i think and then he was like I need to just. I need something else. He was like, "I'm going to run up the, the highest mountain in every continent, breaking various records as he yeah. does so." Um, and he does all that, and he's but he's still really humble, and he's got this sort of reverence for the activity mm. and the mountains. And I'm even going to forgive him for writing the world's worst <laughs> running book, which is called yeah. "Run or Die," and it, it, it really it's is pretty it's, bad. It's a horrendous it? read. But yeah. I, got, I got to. Uh, I got to. I got to meet him once, um, and. It, it was it was a bizarre. It was like in sort of some sort of trendy pub in Shoreditch, upstairs, and he he is absolutely he's tiny. I mean, yeah. like, I'm not a big guy, but he's like he's he's must. I don't know what he must weigh, but probably weighs about eight stone. Wow. But I was like, really, have I looked so big and felt so? <laughs> yeah, I, I met him also weirdly <laughs> in London, which is very much fish out of water territory for him. Um, and I got a photo with him, and yeah, I look enormous. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a bouncer like towering over <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. Is, um, wife or girlfriend an amazing old yeah, trainer yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're Fosberg, like a power yeah. couple yeah. They've, got, yeah. they've got children as well can you imagine oh, I mean the, I, can, I want to know if you could put bets yet on, on those children winning the UTMB or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll do yeah. this in 60 years the best after this 30 years the next you know yeah. we'll be talking yeah. Yeah. But, they, well, but together they're quite into kind of sustainable they, yes. they're doing a lot for sustainability as well aren't they because they've got uh, I follow her on Instagram and I'm a bit obsessed with her um, what their, their, their property yeah. Um, oh, yeah which is kind of in the middle of nowhere and they're trying to like be self sustainable so they're growing all their own vegetables and stuff like that yeah um it's kind of like a very athletic version of the good life yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) that's a good yeah i like that that's very good love him i think yeah just when a sort of generational talent in off-road running Um, yeah yeah so and has has changed what seems to be possible i think it's like in you know usain bolt had that kind of like freakishly Mm. talent that's just kind of one in a generation and i think actually kelly has got something similar it's just that he's not a household name because ultra running utmb you know while they are becoming hugely successful and popular and so on Mm. they obviously don't have it's it's up there with it's too niche yeah you don't have your your olympics in which you are the eyes of the world are on you you know yeah that's true that's true Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mike. Uh, Kate, it's you. Um, okay, so I'm gonna talk about Alison Felix. Um, I mean, I mean, she's she. I guess in some ways is is equivalent to Usain Bolt. She won um, eleven uh, Olympic medals of various, you know, um, sprints and, and relays and so on. Um, in I think five uh, successive Olympics. Yeah, so I mean, like, the, just the most incredible talent. Um, and but but she's one of those people who's almost done even more since retirement yeah. than than she did as an athlete because she also had this um uh, when she re- uh, was pregnant she well firstly she was very very ill very dangerously ill um and uh so she talked about that and she talks a lot now and it's it's really unfortunately topical but very sad but um so Tori Bowie who was a sprinter who was who yeah. died recently at a very very young age and tragically it turns out that she was pregnant and she died of what they think probably eclampsia alone at home now she was on the 4 by 100 meter olympic um gold medal 96 i think with um, Alison Felix and of the four women on that team Three of them, well, sorry, but tragically has died. Alison Felix and uh, Tiana Bartoletta um, also had horrific uh, experiences in pregnancy. Um, and then these are, I think, you know, we maybe think about um, problems with pregnancy as being something perhaps that fitness would help with. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But clearly these yeah, are yeah, four yeah, yeah. of the fittest people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and uh, it's just absolutely awful. But she's talked about um, the sort of black maternal healthcare crisis, and, uh, which is not just in America, it's here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, she had this, um, uh, she, she wrote in the New York Times when she was, after she was pregnant, about how basically Nike had, uh, not paid her essentially yeah. as a pregnant athlete and so she raised that as an issue and all of this all of her kind of campaigning work and advocacy has, has been so important in kind of giving female athletes a voice and also not even just specifically about these issues important as they are but just kind of as someone who uh, shows athletes you don't have to just kind of be quiet and and give yeah. sound bites you know mm. you are allowed to have a personality you're allowed to have opinions and you are allowed to talk about them and you should and that's important yeah that's yeah, yeah. Agreed. Well, I mean agreed done done <laughs> top, top, possibly, possibly even top <laughs> of the list yeah yeah because you're, you're, you're combining like an amazing impressive person with an amazing impressive athlete yeah and that, and that those are the people I think like yeah yeah they're like particularly worthy to be on this list yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, running style is absolutely amazing as well it's like oh yeah beautiful to watch yeah yeah Yeah. quite looks effortless in the same way that you know like Federer looks a bit effortless playing tennis yes yeah well it's just like it's almost an art form it's just so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so lovely to watch yeah 
Oh, it's just, that's a new podcast, The Best Looking Runners. Oh, wow. <laughs> just go through, go yeah, through yeah. a list of those yeah, people, yeah. 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 Rick, you've got a very good effortless running style. Yeah, it's not quite in the same, <laughs> not quite in the same bracket. Yeah. <laughs> it, it might be that I'm not putting in huge amounts of effort. That might be that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen your heart rate yeah. on Strava. <laughs> <laughs> if you just went to the gym a bit more, you'd basically be Usain Bolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing holding me back. Yeah. Um, ben, you are. Right. From renowned athletes to absolutely not an athlete. Okay. <laughs> But, and it's, I think that, so I'm talking about Johnny Ive, who's the, who's the designer of the iPhone, right? And obviously that's, the global significance of the iPhone is undeniable. It's just absolutely the, the device that everyone is, that you run into when you're, you know, when the person's looking at their phone and you run into them, that's what they're looking at. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, so it's undeniable the, the, the impact that the device has had, but running particularly, Things like Strava, we've, we've just talked about, probably wouldn't exist in the way that it does because that is, you know, mm. apps and the development of apps became from that sort of platform and the way that people consume media, social media, the news, um, and then sharing activities, sharing things, and, and just, just generally the iPhone in its global significance and the significance it's had on running in technological advances kind of feel like that's... He mm. he's he's on he's in there yeah from a from that sort of like created this bit of tech which mm. revolutionised a lot of things including uh, I mean changed the yeah. world yeah. undeniably but the impact it's had in running I, it's hard to argue if it's more significant than other sports but I would certainly say that I think it might be because I think you can take it with you so if you yeah you tra- like I mean tracking yeah. you know it's you've like got your coach tennis, you? telling you what to do whatever yeah. app you use whether it's a, you know a personal coach or, or you know yeah. Nike Run Club or whatever it is you yeah. use you've got your coach telling you what to do you've got your tracker Strava whatever mm. tracking you as you do it you've got your music or your podcast that you're listening to to motivate you or while you're doing it mm. um, and then you've got you know your social media <laughs> app so that you can take your sweaty selfie because obviously you have to do that afterwards yeah, it is, it's all in one isn't it that's yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. and yeah. connecting um, devices to it yeah yeah you know, heart rate monitors and every, you know it's you've just, it is just this it is a personal training diary that goes beyond the mm. measure of absolutely anything before mm. and I think that that's what is so significant now obviously there are in now in this existence, Android phones all have the same apps. Everything is, you know, comparative. You can watches are up there and blah blah blah. But that was the iPhone was the one that kickstarted. Yeah, yeah. Where we're at now, yeah. so that's why. Yeah, and I think it, right, it's a portability, isn't it? It's so it's, yeah. it's so portable that you can just you can put it on your arm or you can put it in your pocket, whatever. Mm. Yeah. You it does also remind me of the um, the greatest running product ever made. Uh, rest in peace, the iPod Shuffle. Oh, oh man, oh. I've still got one. I've still got so one. I, yeah, we, so have I. I. It still works. Yeah. I was using it the other day. Like postage stamp size, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And you just, that oh, was the best. Why can't they bring that back? <laughs> I, I reckon trying to get one secondhand online, I bet, I bet there's a real like runner's market I bet like, ramping yeah. up, ramping yeah. it up. Yeah. Like, you're always competing with like Marathon Man. Yeah. Two yeah. He's paying yeah. like a couple of grand for it. Well, if it's a couple of grand, I've got one. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it oh, on there. God, I had get to. Yeah, I mean, did we all at some point put one through the washing machine, or is that just me? Uh, I have thankfully not done that. But oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, there we go. Yeah. So a non-athlete, but a, a, a big influence. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. A good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, it's a final round now. Oh, why don't you go? No. Okay. Muck up the order. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've got um. I've got one, a, a previous guest to thank for this one because uh, Katie Holmes came on, not that one. She's a running historian and a uh, friend of yours, Kate, I think. Um, 
and she talked about five women that changed running. Mm. And um, I hadn't heard too much about this this person, but she said Tegla Larupe was someone who she wanted to be in there. And for anyone who doesn't know who Tegla is, it's two-time New York City marathon winner, former marathon world record holder, multiple half marathon world champ. Um, but why she is a game changer, I think, is she set up the Tegla Larupe Peace Foundation, which was designed to help create peace through sports, mostly focusing on East Africa and, and Kenya, where she's from. And then more recently, she was instrumental in establishing the Refugee Olympic team, which sort oh, of first nice. oh, okay. competed yeah. in, in Rio in 2016. There's a really good feature on that in Run as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliantly written. Brilliantly written. Brilliantly yeah. written. Yeah, <laughs> kind of did it. Uh, yeah, awarded United Nations uh, Person of the Year um, in 2016 as well. Course, That's yeah. a big award. It's pretty it? big, isn't it? And I think, yeah, talk wow. about using running as a platform for good. Yeah. She has to be high up there. Yeah. Mm. And would probably be better known if... She was a a white man, but I think that's <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's, a that's a world we're living in. But yeah. I think her, her achievement shouldn't be under underestimated. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. It's good. Yeah, uh, and on a huge like on a human level, though, when I when I did write that feature about the athlete refugee team, the people, the athletes from it that I spoke to, I mean, the transformational effect of their lives. Yeah, right. You know, talking about people who. You know, n- not only is it hard for them to run, they literally have nothing and they can't go anywhere because they don't have a passport. Yeah. Mm. So even just things like you could be the most phenomenally talented runner. Um, you know, a lot, a lot, I spoke to quite a few people from Sudan, you know, you're living in a refugee camp. OK, so if someone gives you some trainers, you could run, but you can't compete because you don't have a passport. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. you can't go anywhere. So yeah. they could, you know, you could be a two or five marathoner and not be able to compete anywhere because... You, you couldn't have a passport and you know so the mechanisms that, that she's set up through yeah. that for, to enable people to do that not just to meet in the olympics but to kind of get there yeah yeah um, just make just, sure that talent's not wasted it's yeah just yeah just like i really mean that's life-changing all the oh know. i mean they're the, amazing yeah. yeah yeah i mean and once they're able to mm. compete places the money earned from prize funds will be mm. just f- just absolutely like and the inspiration yeah. you know if you're Change communities, inspiring yeah. to yeah, yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. It's so inspiring, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. God, there are all these people yeah. doing good stuff. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Look at us. Uh, right, Jen. I'll be in. Okay, so um, in a yeah similar vein to you know amazing athletes doing amazing things. Um, Sophie Power, who I'm sure everybody's heard of, is my third. So she's a GB ultra runner, campaigner, mother of three, um, who works tirelessly to make racing um, and running equitable for women. Um, so as most listeners have probably um, seen, she was photographed during the 2018 UTMB breastfeeding uh, her three-month-old baby. Um, and that photo went viral. It went all over social media. And one of the reasons that Sophie chose to do that race was because... Um, the UTMB didn't allow her to defer her place due to pregnancy and she'd already lost her place a few years before so she decided to run it which was incredible because it's just a a ridiculously hard race by the looks of it Um, and I think afterwards several race directors um, contacted her and said they were actually really embarrassed that they'd not thought about their pregnancy policy before um, because you know it wasn't just UTMB um, other races um, didn't allow pregnancy deferrals. So this year she set up She Races, which is a campaign for equality in racing and race, uh, making racing more inclusive for women. women. And yeah, as a result of her work and that of other comp- campaigners as well, UCMB, London and Boston have all changed their pregnancy policies now, um, which 
is amazing and yeah she races goes beyond that as well it's not just about the pregnancy policies it's about making you know races a more positive experience for women and increasing representation and all of those things so yeah, yeah she's she's amazing and she's just a badass as well because she's mm, just this yeah. incredible ultra runner as well i think the the impact of that picture was just i was gonna say unreal photos like, that, you know it's a different podcast but photos that change running oh yeah. it's in there isn't it you yeah. think absolutely Catherine switzer bit you know the jock semple picture mm. Yeah. I mean, the Black Power salutes. I mean, there are, there are lots, but like, that's in there. Yeah, yeah it's changed I've, things. And I think, you know, it's made women realise that they can do anything. I think that's the message that Sophie wants to share. Yeah. Um, and, you know, these. Because I think, you know, trail racing and ultra racing is like, it is marketed at, you know, you only look at the, the photographs on the race website, it's marketed at kind of, you know, fit looking white men. And she's like, you know, it's for women can do this as well and we need to increase representation so they feel they're able to and experience you know the amazing benefits of it so um yeah so right about the marketing it's, it's so much of it is about it's, it's, it's kind of explicitly marketed at kind of slightly testosterone fueled <laughs> kind of yeah. it's all kind of you know suffer fest and tough it out yeah, and all language. that kind of thing the language mm. is so kind of um yeah macho kind of cliche isn't it yeah um and, and while none of those words are specifically only applied to to men, it does. Yeah. Self-putting, isn't it? It is self-putting to, to people. And the race cut-off times as well, like, you know, makes it even more like inaccessible. And you know, it's things like things she campaigns for is like making sure there's toilet provisions, like making sure there's san- sanitary products in yeah. race toilets, and you know, and in, in race villages, making sure the race t-shirts are. You know, they, they're branded as for like men unisex, and women, but, but they're yeah. massive. They don't fit. <laughs> unisex just means men. Yeah. So let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's drawing attention to all these things that you actually begin to question and go, no, it is, you know, very yeah. much marketed at men. So she's doing amazing things. I think she was instrumental in getting the London Marathon to change their pregnancy she, policy. I think she was a big voice in. Yeah, yeah she strong. was. Yeah. yeah. And I think definitely a lot of that is the work of she yeah. races in her campaign. So. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, Kate, what's your last one? Well, that kind of, yeah, it kind of ties in quite well with that because um, my one is um, definitely not a household name, uh, but Georgie Brunvels is a, she's a a really good runner, really good runner, um, but is also, more importantly, there's a sports scientist. Um, And I chose her because I think she kind of represents a new um, shift, which kind of ties in a bit with what Sophie Powell's doing, in that she's, um, her work, along with other, you know, sports scientists, is finally addressing the kind of, the gap of knowledge where, you know, for, for, most of sports science's history, uh, it's been all, all tests and, and uh, trials and so on have basically been conducted on young white men. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. realise that when you start researching articles, actually, the, it's a all lot male of the studies are yeah. sort of, yeah. It's all male. On 100 male runners, you're like, yeah. what? Exactly. And, you know, women are not just smaller or slightly smaller men. They, you know, they have different uh, physiologies, different, you know, needs, different kind of stresses. You know, we saw that fairly recently there was a thing that came out in the context of uh, football or rugby be I think where like women are more likely to get ACL injuries okay. I think yeah. um, and that's just an example of like this thing. that shouldn't be news that should be something that we've known about for 50 years yeah. mm. um, but uh, so what she's doing is is kind of addressing some of this um, and specifically she um, designed with, a, with, with another um, sports scientist she designed this app called Fitter Woman 
um, which is basically about exercise around your menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. And what's great about it is it's not a sort of negative, you know, oh, you might feel, you know, rubbish or whatever. Um, so don't worry, etc. It's it's a useful, practical tool that explains why you might feel slightly stronger at certain points or, you know, this would be a really good time to maximise your strength training or this is more your endurance thing. And it has like really practical tips like that. It's got some nutrition advice. Again, not kind of fatty diet stuff, but yeah. just like... Like, oh, at this time of uh, the month, you might really benefit from some extra kind of anti-inflammatory food. So why not try adding a bit of this or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Um, and it's just it's a great app, which I seriously recommend to all female runners. Um, but, you know, it, it's just I, I think she's kind of an emblem of this kind of yeah. change, which I hope is is snowballing yeah 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 Yeah, and you've got a lot more athletes talking about it now and raising awareness like dina asher smith yeah ailish mcolgan and you know it is interesting when you start digging into it because i interviewed um Rini McGregor a few weeks ago and she was talking about make you know making sure you're eating particular foods at certain times of the month and how it affects you and you, once you understand the way that your body is behaving and like the way you feel it kind of all makes sense and you're like yeah. why didn't I know this before it's yeah, crazy. yeah it's very much kind of knowledge is power isn't it because it's mm. like it's not no one's suggesting you can change it but just understanding mm. can be such a kind of huge sometimes it's a relief you know oh okay, that explains that's why, why i felt yeah. terrible on that run yeah. exactly yeah yeah i think jess jess ennis hill might have done a similar app as well yeah yeah she has um because she started with her kind of women's specific training and that's definitely moved into that and then you know there are, there are lots of people raising awareness around it doing things around it as you know it, which is great um yeah so hopefully it's kind of really going to change yeah more, oh, more studies yeah. on women as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's not, I mean, it's not just the menstrual cycle as well as the ACL thing shows. There's other things that yeah. women are more likely to get, you know, there's certain kind of injuries that are more susceptible to than mm. men and vice versa, of course. Yeah, yeah. You know. mm. um, so it's just important to, to understand these things. Yeah, and to celebrate um, her for, for, for being a trailblazer in that area. Yeah. 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 Right, one more, I think. Guy who made the PlayStation. The guy who <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. My mind mine so far have been like Tech. really just odd. No, it's not strong. But. No, I've gone for um Charlie Dark. Great, yeah. Uh who founder of Rundem Crew. Um and Charlie um, in his own words is a disruptor. Uh and that was kind of his whole what he wanted to do with running. He 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 didn't find he didn't have a he he felt like he didn't have a place in running and uh he wanted to create a space for hi- for himself and for uh, a young black people particularly in london in general and now globally um sort of separate away from traditional running club or what was the perceived image of a traditional running club and the experience of a traditional running club and, and have something different that resonated more with particularly non-white urban city-based yeah, yeah people yeah charlie is is my other one and just the, the significance of not only run them crew and obviously the the growth that it had and and the global significance of it but just like the the knock-on effect of what he did and, yeah. and and the impact it's had for other other groups that have like come out of run people who went to run them have set up like um Cat mafia or, there's, or swim there's a swim version isn't there swim swim, swim them crew, yeah. Yeah. yeah um you've got as you say uh track mafia um Tyler Williams Green, who set up the Outrunners, which is a charity now, which works yeah. directly with young kids in Hackney. Like he went to run them west. So and um, yeah, Matilda Igiri Cooper, she Flygo Collective. Yeah, she was a, she was part of Run Them. So you've got all it's of like the, become a model for yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not just you know, you know I'm talking they're more actually just the urban crew. Mm. Yeah, the significance of like 
globally um is it run the bridges in new york there's yeah, one. black roses yeah. as well and then there's like the paris version you know there's urban city based running crew collective mm. idea which yeah. still now exists in it's, it's, it's a flourishing yeah. part of running kind of stems all the way back yeah, to run he's, them he, he's yeah. to thank for a lot of that definitely yeah you think like Running has become cooler, hasn't it? I was oh, going to yeah. say, it's just, let's face it, it's just cooler, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Company, you yeah. look at, like, the 1993 magazine, as charming as it is, <laughs> you realise that running was quite a niche thing back then. It was yeah, quite yeah. a serious thing. Um, and in terms of making running, like, cooler, a bit more fashionable, which is where it is now, and yeah, kind of blending back to that that was fashionable. <laughs> maybe it was, yeah, maybe You right. just don't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's the, he deserves huge credit for that. Yeah. Oh, but, and also the time with music and, like, just actually building more of a culture for running yes, yes. by bringing in people yeah. and bringing the, the attributes of their cultures into it mm. and that's what has really I think the, the, the impact of it you know and like you see like mile 21 now at the marathon and stuff like where it's the random party time it's a very it's, good it's, cheer section it's, yeah. you know the cheer zones have just made the atmosphere at London is incredible but it's just added more dynamic to it it's you know and it's, that impact is now felt other cheer stations exist at other mm. races because of perhaps someone going, hey, have you seen what they did? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we should, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. So yeah. There's, that's... I feel like it was kind of also like one of the things that started celebrating just just running as yeah. running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be a performance athlete. You don't have mm. to, you know, I mean, obviously like traditional running clubs have been maybe a bit more kind of focused towards getting fast or whatever. Mm. And I feel like they just sort of celebrated people who like running yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just make run. it inclusive yeah. before we recorded this I, he, it pops up on Instagram and he'd put up a post about how he'd just done it he, he was looking back on his first 10k and he'd gone into a shop to buy some something to celebrate and there was an athlete or the person working in the shop running shop was like sub elite or something and had kind of mocked him for his time and it was like it was a trigger point for him to go I want to do something more significant where time is not the thing we're after yeah, yeah. I want to make this way more about running for its benefits, lifestyle, collective. Yeah. I want to, yeah. and that, and that's that's it. And it's really like that's now such an important part of like why people get together. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. much more welcoming and inclusive and yeah. like non-elitist. I think yeah, Charlie's done so much for representation. Um, I remember reading an interview with him, and also Sabrina. Pace Humphries has had the same thing like you can't be what you can't see and he's been like super making sure again that black people are represented in race imagery that you know black people are made to feel that they are welcomed at these races and it's a friendly environment Um, yeah he's done so much for the sport in recent years so there we go so we've obviously missed loads loads of people out again if people are listening and want to tell us who we missed out let us know podcast at runnersworld.co.uk Great go. episode, loved it. But yeah, it's been fun. Most importantly, people should just pick up the magazine. Pick up the <laughs> September issue of the yeah. magazine where there's 30 of these people. We go into huge detail and there's lovely pictures as well. So. And, and confusingly, the September issue of the magazine is out in August. Yeah, we like so to do that. Just We're toes. so ahead of the game. <laughs> we keep We're actually toes. ahead of the So yeah. when we say, don't wait till September, go to yeah. the shop at the start of August. Yeah then you'll find Get yourself it. I do like list. saying September issue though because it does make me like imagine that we're like Vogue. Vogue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically are. Yeah, exactly. It's, not, yeah. it's definitely not that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kate and Jen, thank you for joining us. No, thanks for, this, for having uh, us. This special game changer episode. Yeah, it was really good. Um, we'll have to do more of these round table things, I think. Or square table indeed. Yeah, square <laughs> table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.